How far is it, my lord, to Barclay now? Believe me, noble lord, I am a stranger here in Gloucestershire. These high, wild hills and rough, uneven ways draws out our miles and makes them wearisome. <laughs> and yet your fair discourse hath been as sugar, making the hard way sweet and delectable. But I bethink me what a, a weary way from Ravensburg to Cotswold will be found in Ross and Willoughby wanting your company, which I protest hath very much beguiled the tedious and process of my travel. But theirs is sweet with the hope to have the present benefit which I possess, and hope to joy is little less in joy than hope enjoyed. By this the weary lords shall make their way seem as short as mine hath done by sight of what I have, your noble company. Of much less value is my company than your good words. But who comes here? It is my son, young Harry Percy. Send for my brother Worcester whensoever. Harry, how fares your uncle? I had thought, my lord, to have learned his health of you. Why, is he not with the queen? No, my good lord. He hath forsook the court, broken his staff of office, and dispersed the household of the king. What was his reason? He was not so resolved when last we spake together. Because your lordship was proclaimed traitor, but he, my lord, is gone to Ravenspur to offer service to the Duke of Hereford, and sent me over to Barclay to discover what power the Duke of York had levered there, then with directions to repair to Ravenspur. Have you forgot the Duke of Hereford, boy? No, my good lord, for that is not forgot which ne'er I did remember. To my knowledge, I never in my life did look on him. Then learn to know him now. This is the duke. My gracious lord, I tender you my service, such as it is, being tender, raw, and young, which elder days shall ripen and confirm to more approved service and desert. I thank thee, gentle Percy, and be sure I count myself in nothing else so happy as in a soul remembering my good friends. As my fortune ripens with thy love, it shall be still thy true love's recompense. My heart this covenant makes, my hand thus seals it. How far is it to Barclay, and what stir keeps good old York there with his men of war? There stands the castle by young tuft of trees, manned with three hundred men, as I have heard, and in it are the lords of York, Barclay, and Seymour, none else of name and noble estimate. Here come the lords of Ross and Willoughby, bloody with spurring, fiery red with haste. Welcome, my lords. I want your love pursues a banished traitor. All my treasury is yet but unfelt thanks, which more enriched shall be your love and labor's recompense. Your presence makes us rich, most noble lord. And far surmounts our labor to attain it. Evermore thanks the exchequer of the poor, which till my infant fortune comes to years stands for my bounty. But who comes here? It is the Lord of Barclay, as I guess. My Lord of Hereford, my message is to you. My Lord, my answer is to Lancaster, and I am come to seek that name in England, and I must find that title in your tongue before I make reply to aught you say. Mistake me not, my Lord, tis not my meaning to raise one title of your honor out. To you, my lord, I come what lord you will. From the most gracious regent of this land, the Duke of York, to know what pricks you on to take advantage of the absent time and fright our native peace with self-born arms. I shall not need transport my words by you. Here comes his grace in person, my noble uncle. Show me thy humble heart and not thy knee, whose duty is deceivable and false. 
my gracious uncle. Tut, tut, grace me no grace, nor uncle me no uncle. I am no traitor's uncle, and that word grace in an ungracious mouth is but profane. Why have those banished and forbidden legs dared once to touch a dust of England's ground? But then more why, why have they dared to march so many miles upon her peaceful bosom, frighting her pale-faced villages with war and ostentation of despised arms? Comest thou, because the anointed king is hence? Why, foolish boy, the king is left behind, and in my loyal bosom lies his power. Were I but now the lord of such hot youth, as when brave Gaunt thy father and myself rescued the black prince, that young Mars of men, from forth the ranks of many thousand French, oh, then, how quickly should this arm of mine, now prisoner to the palsy, chastise thee, and minister correction to thy fault. My gracious uncle, let me know my fault. On what condition stands it, and wherein? Even in condition of the worst degree, in gross rebellion and detested treason. Thou art a banished man, and here art come before the expiration of thy time in braving arms against thy sovereign. As I was banished, I was banished Hereford. But as I come, I come for Lancaster. And, noble uncle, I beseech your grace, look on my wrongs with an indifferent eye. You are my father, for methinks in you I see old gaunt alive. Oh, then, my father, will you permit that I shall stand condemned, a wandering vagabond, my rights and royalties plucked from my arms perforce and given away to upstart unthrifts? Wherefore was I born? If that my cousin king be king in England, it must be granted I am Duke of Lancaster. You have a son, Omeral, my noble cousin. Had you first died, and he been thus trod down, you should have found his uncle gaunt a father to rouse his wrongs and chase them to the bay. I am denied to sue my livery here, and yet my letters patents give me leave. My father's goods are all distrained and sold, and these and all are all misemployed. What would you have me do? I am a subject, and I challenge law. Attorneys are denied me, and therefore, personally, I lay claim to my inheritance of free descent. The noble duke hath been too much abused. It stands your grace upon to do him right. Base men by his endowments are made great. My lords of England, let me tell you this. I have had feeling of my cousin's wrongs, and labored all I could to do him right. But in this kind to come, in braving arms, be his own carver and cut out his way to find out right with wrong, it may not be. And you that do abet him in this kind cherish rebellion and are rebels all. The noble duke hath sworn his coming is but for his own right. And for the right of that, we have all strongly sworn to give him aid. And let him never see joy that breaks that oath. Well, well. I see the issue of these arms. I cannot mend it. I must needs confess, because my power is weak and all ill left, that if I could, by him that gave me life, I would attach you all and make you stoop unto the sovereign mercy of the king. 
But since I cannot, be it known unto you, I do remain as neuter. So fare you well, unless you please to enter in the castle and there repose you for this night. An offer, uncle, that we will accept. But we must win your grace to go with us to Bristow Castle, which they say is held by Bushy, Bagot, and their accomplices, the caterpillars of the Commonwealth, which I have sworn to weed and pluck away. It may be I will go with you, but yet I'll pause, for I am loath to break our country's laws, nor friends nor foes to me welcome you are. Things past redress are now with me past care. <laughs>